For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast. My name is Tyson Mutrix. I'm the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers, and I'm also your host for this show. And today, what I want to do is I want to talk about what a jury trial is and how it works. All right. So I'm going to kind of, in a nutshell, quickly go over the elements of an injury case. All right. So an inju- uh, most people know from watching television what a jury trial is. They don't know what to really expect when it comes to a jury trial. But they know basically what it is, and it's what you see on TV. Um, in state court, it's 12 people, a jury of your peers, although the, that that is something that is debatable at times, whether they're actually your peers or not. Um, but they are deciding the outcome of the case. It's not the judge. It's the jury. In federal court, sometimes it is six people. Um it just depends on what the parties choose if they want to pay for a 12 person or a six person. All right. So it's your a jury of your peers and they decide the case. I will say this though, the judge has a significant impact on the trial. So the judge that you have is crucial sometimes. Um, if you there are some judges, I will I'll never mention their names, but there are some judges you want to avoid, and there are some judges that you want to get if you can. Although we don't usually have a choice in the judges we get, um, although we do get one change of judge. So if we do get one judge that, we, that we're not fond of, uh, or let's say that they know you or they know me or that we're really good friends, which that would be great to have all my friends as judges, but sometimes we have to conflict them out so we can, we'll get a change of judge. But um, knowing the, the, the right judges is, is very crucial. All right, so here are the elements of a jury trial. So jury trials typically start well in advance of the actual trial date. Most people don't realize that, but they really do. There's a lot of preparation that goes into it, Um, many, many months of preparation, actually. And that includes contacting witnesses and getting doctors um, ready to go and and making sure we have all our evidence together. So that's that's really, really, really important. Um, I'm not really going to focus on all that. I'm going to focus on the actual trials, which is probably all you really care about. Um, So the way the trial starts is we typically will start, um, we'll show up around 8 a.m. on the day of trial. Most trials will start at 9 a.m. or at least scheduled to start at 9 a.m. And I say that because in some jurisdictions, primarily the city of St. Louis, um, we don't always get the jury at that time. Sometimes we don't get the jury until that afternoon or the next day. And there's a lot of sitting around waiting for things to happen. Uh, so just don't know that a lot, I would say most of the time, I'd say more than half of the time when you show up, you'll just be sitting around waiting for hours. And so it's, it, that's a very difficult thing to get over because your mindset is you're ready to go. You're ready to rock and roll. You're sort of getting yourself pumped up in the morning. We do the same thing as attorneys and we get there 
and we sit and wait. And it's worse for you because you're doing pretty much nothing. You're pretty much sitting there doing nothing. So you might as well bring a crossword puzzle. Luckily, we have cell phones these days. Um, bring something to do because you may have nothing to do otherwise. But for us, many times what we're doing is we are arguing motions behind uh, in chambers. Sometimes it's out in open court. Usually it's done in chambers. We'll have a court reporter back there. We're going over jury instructions. We're, we have motions in limine that we're filing, which is our evidence. It's, it's motions to exclude evidence. So a lot of times we're arguing those, and then we'll finally get the, tr- the jury. And what that usually entails is about 36 people or more that come into the courtroom, and you'll hear it um, called voir dire, voir dire, depends on where you are in the state of Missouri. Um, I call it jury selection because that's what normal human beings use is the word, the words jury, uh, jury selection, uh, because uh, people know what the hell voir dire means. It, it's jury selection. And it's sort of a misnomer. We call it jury selection. It's not really jury selection. To be completely honest, it's jury exclusion, um, juror exclusion. What we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to remove jurors that are on the panel um, that have a bias, that they've brought a bias into the courtroom that will affect one of the parties. And so we're, we're not really trying to kick them off because it's not fair. We're trying to kick them off because it, it they wouldn't be fair. So it's not that we're, we wouldn't be fair. It's that they probably would not be fair. fair. And we want to make sure that the jury panel is fair to our client and the defendants want to make sure that the jury panel is fair to their clients. And and that's a a reasonable expectation. And so that's the process. And what we do is we stand up when we ask the the potential jurors, it's called the veneer panel. Um, Again, I'm not going to use that. I'm just going to say it's the group of potential jurors. All right. It's a group of potential jurors. And we ask them questions. So we stand up. I stand up first ask a bunch of questions, ask about their backgrounds, ask if they know you or me or the judge or anyone else in the courtroom. That can last anywhere from an hour to three hours whenever with both sides going. It depends on the severity of the case. If it's a high profile case, that that jury selection will take longer because more people are aware about it. We want to make sure that they don't have a bias about the case and that they don't know more about the case than what they should. So after... We've gotten up to to ask questions. Defense counsel will get up and ask questions. They'll do the same thing. And a lot of this is a dance, right? So we're trying to set up certain jurors to get kicked off. They're doing the same thing. And once we're done asking all those questions, we will have the opportunity to strike jurors. So we have, there are peremptory strikes and there are cause strikes. And I'll explain what that means. We start with cause strikes and those are, those are jurors that have a bias and we've proven through the questioning that they have a bias and so we ask the judge to kick them off for cause and there's an unlimited number of cause strikes okay when it comes to peremptory strikes we are limited in the number of peremptory strikes we have and that's limited to three in civil cases and so we will only be able to knock off three jurors for any reason other than race sex gender uh, I guess I said that twice, race, gender, um, sexual orientation, all that. You can't uh, say, kind of like if an empl- employment law case, same reasons why you couldn't fire people for the wrong reason, same reasons why you can't exclude a juror. Um, so it can be pretty much any reason other than that. Even if the potential juror looked at me wrong, I can use that as a, as grounds 
for exclusion from the trial. Some some judges will, will even let you exclude jurors for not answering any questions. Um, so if they've been silent the entire time, some judges will actually let you kick them off. Some judges won't. But um, the reason why that is is that it's probably because that juror is dishonest. If you've if you've gone through the entire jury selection process and not raised your hand at least once or or, or, or said one thing, it means you're either not listening. Um, you don't understand the questions or you're just intentionally not answering the questions, which is a problem. Um, after jury selection or what we call opening statements. So I stand up first. Um, these last about 10, 30 minutes, depending on the judge, depending on the case. And we talk about what the evidence is going to show. Uh, and you'll actually say, hear us say several times, the evidence is going to show. And we'll, we'll, we'll go through bits of the evidence that we feel are important and what the jury is going to see. Same thing. After we get up, defense counsel has the same amount of time and they say that say their rendition of the story. After that, we put on the plaintiff's case. That's our case. That's your case. And we put on our evidence. That means we put on our witnesses. We put um, documents and pictures and videos into evidence. We show all that to the jury. And that lasts in a personal injury case on the smaller cases, a couple days. On the bigger cases, it can be a couple weeks. It really just depends on your case. And so I'll, I'll just be generalizing here. Um, some some of the really small cases we get done in a day. It just depends on how long the testimony takes. And that includes your testimony. That means you will testify. That means your doctors will testify. Sometimes police officers, other witnesses, other fact witnesses. After that, sometimes we will call the defendant to testify in our case. That doesn't mean that we are calling them to testify on your behalf. What that means is, is that we have, it's, it's our right to call them. And we're going to basically going to cross-examine them in our case to get it out of the way. That way we get to, we get the crack, a crack at asking those questions first. Um, and good defense counsel have them prepared for that. Some don't. And so we can catch them by surprise. Once we have rested our case, defense counsel will argue some motions because they'll always try to get it dismissed after opening statements. I'd say 99.9% .9 of cases are not dismissed at that stage. Um, the reasons why it wouldn't have been, they would be dismissed is if the plaintiff has not had a sufficient case to move forward to, to the jury. Um, and that's that's a key part of it. Um, after we've gone, after we've rested, defense counsel has a chance to put on their case. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. They usually do. Um, but sometimes they'll rest. Sometimes they'll just, all the, the only evidence that they were going to put on is through their client. And they'll ask those questions in our case. And then they won't call them again. That does happen sometimes. It's rare, uh, but usually they will put on evidence and usually they're putting on a doctor to rebut what our doctors say. So that's a big part of it. Their case typically lasts about half the amount of time that our case does, sometimes less than that. After defense rest, they'll, they'll file their motions again. They'll we'll argue those motions again. The parties will usually, the, or the jury will usually adjourn for the day and the parties will stay around and we'll work through the jury instructions that will be read to the jury the next day for closing arguments. Sometimes those will already have been done, um, but they are, they're, they're quite voluminous. They're longer than what you might think. Um, it takes about, uh, about an hour to actually read them to the jury and they have to be very specific because if they're not right, then it's grounds for a new trial. So we always make sure we go through them um, very carefully to make sure that they're accurate. Once we've done that, then it's closing arguments. Uh, we, our part of it is split into two. So we have our closing argument and then we have rebuttal. 
Um, the defense counsel only gets to go one time. We have the same amount of time total. So let's say that each side gets 30 minutes, which is a pretty standard time for closing arguments. We would probably have 20 minutes for our closing. Um, they would have 30 minutes for their closing, and then we'd have 10 minutes for rebuttal. So that we, we have the same amount of time total. So we'd have 20, 20 and 10, they'd have 30 total. Um, but we both sides, that's where we argue. All right. So our closing argument is a lot of argument. We wrap everything up for the jury. We explain things to them that maybe they have, they, they have missed, or maybe there are parts where we think that we didn't clarify enough on, uh, about some specific piece of evidence during the trial. So we want to make sure we point that out to the jury. We also want to explain to them how the verdict uh, director works. And so they understand how the jury instructions work and how to fill out the form to give you the money that's in, at the end of the case. We go through all of that and it's very time consuming. So we, we're moving fairly quickly um, during that part of the process. Once that part's done, so both sides get to go. We do our rebuttal. Case goes to the jury. And I've seen uh, verdicts take as little as a couple hours and as much as a few days. Um, and... Uh, I, I had a five-week-long jury trial that it took. It was a week-long deliberation process, and so we sit around. And sometimes, whenever it's a longer case, a bigger case, usually what we'll do is we'll all go home and go to our offices and just wait for the phone call from the judge. And when there when there's a verdict, we'll all just drive in as quickly as we can to get the verdict. What we'll normally do is we'll wait around for if, if it's a standard auto accident case or fall case. Um, and it's it's a few days in length and trial. We'll usually stick around in the courthouse and wait for a verdict because it takes, I'd say, usually two to five hours right around there. So it's it's sometimes, especially with civil cases, the judge will send the jury home for the night, let them think about it, and then bring them back the next day. If that happens, sometimes we'll come back. Um, usually what we'll do is we'll just wait at our offices and wait for the phone call and then go in whenever we, we uh, get the buzz. So... I know that's a lot that I just covered there in only about 13 and a half minutes, but in a nutshell, that's what a jury trial is. That's how it works. Um, I'll go into more detail uh, with each one of those steps in later episodes. So, you know, if you have any questions, give us a call 888-550-4026. We also have a lot of explainer videos on our YouTube channel. Just Google YouTube, Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers, and our channel will come right up. All right. Make it a great day out there. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.